Welcome to Inspired Insights, where we share our conversations with industry experts as we give insight into workforce trends and changes impacting HR and financial professionals. We will cover everything from employee engagement to compliance and regulations impacting your workforce success. Welcome to the Inspired Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gorman. I'm riding solo today. Jeff McEwen will be on momentarily, but wanted to welcome our guest, Tate Hackert, today. Tate is president and founder of Zayzoon. We're recording here on Super Bowl Monday, so a little bit uh, taking it slow this morning, I guess, on a Monday, but I want to welcome Tate to the show, and thank you for taking the time today, Tate. Yeah, 100%, Brian. Thanks for having me, man. This is yeah. going to be a fun conversation, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, why don't you kind of get started and, and, and maybe tell the audience about yourself and, and Zayzoon and, and talk about the, the startup story of Zayzoon and maybe uh, how, how that all came to be. Ooh, okay. That's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to keep it somewhat brief because I, I can talk about this forever. Um, sure. But, but yeah, certainly. So we'll rewind all the way back to 20, oh gosh, 2008, maybe 2007. So I'm, I'm 31 years old, but when I was 16 years old, I started lending money on Craigslist. So I would put advertisements up on Craigslist and, and literally with the headline money available, I'd receive hundreds of emails. I'd sift through those emails and ultimately, you know, meet with a, a few key people that I thought made, made the most sense based on, you know, what they're looking for and everything else. And then ultimately I, I would hand them over money and, and, and I, I would sort of just hope that I got that money back a little while later with, with some interest. Yeah. And sure enough, I did. And, and it turned into a nice little business. And between the age of 16 and 23, I lent out a little over $300,000 of my own capital, all in these sort of short-term, small-dollar loans. And one thing that I found as I was doing this that was quite interesting to me was just people making fairly decent incomes, but still needing a thousand, two thousand, three thousand $2,000, $3,000 to get by for a period of, you know, 60, 90 days. Yeah. And this led me down this path of really looking into like, why do people experience short-term cash flow crunches? And they do experience like short-term cash flow crunches and, and what products are out there to, to help them solve that. And unfortunately, the products that currently, well, still are out there, but definitely historically we're, we're out there a lot a lot more so was payday loans and, and overdraft fees. And at the time, you know, looking at a payday loan, it was interesting because everyone thinks that payday loans are these really big, bad things. And, and they, they truly are to the consumer. But as a business, it's actually not, they're not necessarily making money hand over fist. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is you have all of these customers that are, you know, quote unquote, bad customers, I suppose, that aren't paying loans back. And so the default rate goes astronomical and that cuts into the payday lenders revenue quite a bit. And so shifting all the way back to 2012, 2013, when the idea of Zazoon was, was really conceived, it was how can we provide that same sort of utility? How can we provide people access to pay prior to their regularly scheduled payday, but how can we do so in a way that is super, super responsible and, and you know, good for the consumer? And it's through partnerships like the one with TruePay. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's being able to use payroll partners as a distribution mechanism, as a marketing mechanism. And remember how I talked about, you know, some of that money never coming back to the lender. 
But with, with Zazun, we're able to not only, you know, showcase exactly how much wages an employee has earned but hasn't yet been paid for, but we're then able to get paid back directly from either the payroll company or the employer. And that means all that money that we save that otherwise, you know, would have been gone to risk now gets passed on to the consumer by way of savings. And so the, the net result of all of this is this brand new industry called earned wage access. Mm -hmm. And it's the concept of giving employees access to the pay that they've already earned, but have not yet been paid for and won't be paid for, for, you know, a couple of weeks more, more, more than likely. We do so in three ways. So the first way is a $5 flat fee charge to the employee that allows them to access their pay and, and send it instantaneously to their bank account that they already have. It can be 4 a.m. on Christmas Eve and that money goes to them instantaneously. The second way is we have a Visa prepaid debit card. Mm -hmm. When an employee uses that card, it comes with their own accounting number, their own routing number. It effectively becomes their bank account and it makes transactions completely free. So they now access their pay completely free. And then the last one is, is really, really cool. It's, it's what I like to refer to as coupon clipping on steroids. It's this, this gift card option that we call Boost. And an employee can go into the Boost platform. They can access their pay in the form of a gift card. And this gift card actually comes with a bonus on top. And so not only is that employee getting their wages for free in the form of a gift card for the necessities that they're already going to take money for, right? People aren't taking money to take money. They're taking money to buy groceries, to pay a bill, whatever it might be. Yeah. So not only are they getting that money, they're actually getting it for free and they get a bonus on top of it, which is super, super cool. So we recently had an article in American Banker outlining this solution and, and how we're really at the forefront of it for, for earned wage access. That's fantastic. I was just curious as you were talking a little bit there, Tate, what, what industries have you seen this have, have an impact? Maybe is it across all industries or is there are certain industries where you're like, this is Zazen's really having a big impact out there? Yeah, so so I'll, I'll give you kind of two answers. The the first is the the easy answer, which is you know all mm -hmm. all industries mm -hmm. definitely experience the need for for earned wage access. We see customer incomes ranging from you know part time hourly workers at a uh, McDonald's or, or Wendy's franchise or mom and pop you know coffee shop whatever it might be, ranging all the way up to software developers in Silicon Valley making well into the six figures that are that are using our service. Again, I, I think it's really important to point out that like a cash flow issue isn't necessarily an income issue. And no matter what amount of income you make, if you don't have the proper budgeting and financial literacy skills kind of backing you, you can always run into a cash flow crunch. Now, there are definitely industries that are more predominant than others. And so for us, we see that a lot in the quick serve space. So think fast food, I, I guess, I think like McDonald's, Wendy's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, all your all your name brand options like that. Mm -hmm. You see a lot in the home healthcare space, senior living space, and manufacturing. Those would mm -hmm. kind of be the ones that take the cake, certainly. Yeah. And then, and then take, I think, you, again, you talked, you mentioned uh, financial literacy. Could you maybe talk a little bit about that? I think that's kind of a you know, buzzwords we're hearing in the you know HR financial world these days, but maybe talk a little bit about that and, and the impact that Zazun's having on organizations by bringing that to the table as well. Yeah, certainly. Financial literacy, financial education is, is obviously the backbone of having good financial habits, right? 
at, at the end of the day, earned wage access is a beautiful product. It's, it's one that we've built a business on and it's one that we continue to, to um, you know, really double down on. Um, but with all that said, it is a reactive solution for an employee and not a proactive. Okay. Mm. And so it gives them that ability to get that relief in between paydays that they need. It helps save them. You know, our customers on average save hundreds and hundreds of dollars each year by using our service and, and not using a payday lender or overdraft service. And so it really does help them and provide that relief, but it doesn't necessarily, aside from that money saving, make them any further ahead as it relates to their financial behaviors. And so that's where, you know, ZayU comes in. We have a, a financial education platform that we offer to employees, on-demand video, quizzes, there's certificates of completion that actually get provided to those employees after, after going through a course. We have options where employees can link their bank account to Zayzoon, and we actually look at their transactional history. We look at the transactions in real time, and we do things like notify them of when their bank balance goes below a certain threshold. So that's mm. that step towards being a little bit more proactive where they can now at that point go, oh, I need to shift around some funds or I need to take a, a payout from Zayzoon, whatever it might be. It helps them get just that you know, little step ahead to help avoid that, that overdraft fee that might otherwise be coming. And then of course, the education component helps them actually better themselves for, for the future and level up their career or whatever it might be on the income side. Mm. And, and, and it's probably you know, equally important to note that at, at Zazoon, like our mission is ultimately to improve the financial well-being of, of employees and, and our, our BHAG, our big, hairy, audacious goal. I, I don't know if you talk about that at, at TruePay, but we yeah. talk about that quite a bit with, with our staff, Absolutely. with our team. Yeah. So, so our, our BHAG is to save 10 million employees, $10 billion. And earned wage access is a beautiful first leg on the stool to help with that. But ultimately, as, as Zazun progresses and as we you know, grow as a company and, and, and grow our services, we think about just aligning any new product to the mission that we're trying to achieve, which is you know, engage a workplace, engage an employee, and help improve their finances. So some of the, the tools you were just talking about that you offer to help, uh, is there other, say, maybe on-demand training or some other way that you provide them with education on how to better improve their financial literacy? Yeah, certainly. So, so we've, we're definitely not financial education experts. So we've, we've partnered with an organization that is, we have a, an entire white label solution that serves up hundreds of courses ranging from, you know, what's a 401k, saving for retirement, building a budget, student loan calculations, and, and, and you know, what's the impact of those students' loans on you and, and how, how can you build those payments into your own budget and, and everything else. And so we have all those courses on demand. Those are in the form of read through courses. There's some, there's some video involved. There's quizzes that employees can take to sort of test their skill after going through the courses themselves. But yeah, it's, it's quite a robust platform, certainly. Oh, that sounds good. I really loved what you were just saying about the overall mission here isn't just yeah. to be able to get people cash, but to make them financially more independent and, and better educated in that area. And that's, that's wise sitting here, listening to the the first part of this, just as an employer, that was kind of where my first thought went. And I'm curious to see if you can share, if you have employers with a similar frame of thought on this, but my thinking was, if I were to roll this out, I think I would want to make some kind of 
education a requirement. In other words, if you want to opt into this platform, then you've got to watch so many hours a week or a month of these trainings, or you've got to provide me with the, the quiz completions every so often. Do you see anything like that where people are saying, hey, because otherwise I, I would be afraid this could become an enabler to bad financial, right? But I see how it really can be helpful if you're using it as a tool in the in the kit. What are you seeing in the way of actual application by your employer partners? Hmm. It's it's a great question. We we don't have many. We we do have some. We don't have many though that take initiative in, in that regard and require education up front or anything like that. It is something that we push more and more though, uh, especially for customers that you know maybe we are seeing them develop a pattern of some sorts. We'll we'll start to caution them on that pattern or, or develop habits for them in that pattern. We'll push things like our boost products. So Jeff, mm -hmm. I, know, I know you had just sort of joined halfway through here, but our boost products is, is this way that employees can access their pay for, for free onto a gift card. Yeah, I, heard, I heard you talk about that was really neat. And funny you mentioned it here because I was having that same thought. Is there a way that as an employer, is a way I can say that, well, for every video you watch, I give you a little extra boost? Huh? It's it's a it's a great great idea, and I think it's, I think it's something, <laughs> something you've thought of. It looks like <laughs> I, I I think it's something that you might see shortly from us. Okay, um, but but absolutely. So so as we think about you know improving employee engagement, mm. improving in, improving worksite engagement, those two things you know really go hand in hand. Which is yeah. hey employee, do something for me. Whether that's a survey that I'm trying to collect for my staff or it's, hey, I, I want to, you know, create a, a better financially well workforce because I know that that's going to increase productivity. It's going to increase re retention and everything else. So do X and, and get Y. And now that feedback loop is, is a beautiful scenario for the business, but also that employee that now gets an extra, you know, couple bucks in rewards each time they do something that they can ultimately then cash out through the Zazian platform. So yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're a couple <laughs> steps ahead, but it's, it's coming shortly. That's great to hear. It really is. I, cause I gotta tell you, I'm, I've been really excited the more I've learned about this and, and the stuff you sent over in ahead that I've, I've always looked at these programs like a bad idea because as I mentioned a moment ago, I thought they were enabling. And as I looked at some of the things you guys were talking about and the push for the education, it was like, ah, now I see the value. If this is something that's a tool and a kit that helps this person get ahead financially, we've had other guests on who've talked about employee assistance programs and EAPs. And, you know, a lot of EAPs have added a financial literacy component. It used to be more about mental health and uh, some of those other things, but financial health is really important as well. And I'm seeing EAPs add that in. Boy, it seems like you've got a, a great opportunity with what you guys are doing there to get partnered in, not only with people like TruePay here, but yeah, even some of those EAPs that yeah. are all about education. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and just, just to maybe touch on the the enabling component because it, it is a possibility, but I also think it's it's very much a, a misconception, which is, you know, people relate earned wage access many times to a short-term loan. And there's really big differences, although the utility yeah. is very, very similar, there's very big differences. And in this recent American Banker article that that I participated in, we we, we talked about the comparison of like buy now, pay later. And so I don't know how, how familiar you are with buy now, pay later, or, or your listeners are, but effectively it allows you to go to a store and mm -hmm. per, take something for, you know, that's $70 and make four payments of, of you know, X dollars plus interest on that, <laughs> which, which is just crazy. Right. And so, and, and it's crazy because it adds debt to your balance sheet, yeah. to your personal balance sheet. It is now one more thing that you need to juggle in your mind to determine, okay, when am I paying this back? How does this match up with my current payments? And that 
component right there is super, mm. super important because mm. the juggling of repayment of debt is actually what can create that insufficient fund fee, that furthering mm. of, of, a, of a cash flow shortfall for an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where earned wage access is really, really important. It's, it's simply dipping into the earnings that they've already made, but haven't yet been paid for. And that's that main difference where the utility is similar, but it makes all the world of, of a difference, right? And it, it ultimately saves them hundreds of dollars each and every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could easily follow how your model was very advantageous to the employee over those kinds of programs. And, and you know, you, you Brent brought up two or three really good points why that buy now, pay later is a bad idea. The, other, the one you didn't mention that maybe is just so obvious it goes without saying is you're going to overpay. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever exactly, that yeah. thing, you know, it was already marked up to 70 that you bought. It. Now yeah. you're probably paying 110, 120 by the time it's over. So, well, well, and so something that's so, so funny about that is, again, honing in our, on our boost product, the, the gift card option, you can go into CVS right now and you can choose to buy something for $100, buy now, pay later. You can then make four payments of, you know, $27, say, so you end up paying an extra, what would that be? $8 at the end of it. Or you can choose to take your wages early in the form of a CVS gift card. Mm. And our CVS gift card has a six to 8% boost on it. Mm. Um, and so now you just got that same, same utility, that same ability to purchase, but you actually got paid $8 instead of spending <laughs> $8, which is quite cool. That is brilliant. Yeah. So say maybe you, you, earlier you talked about the the Zayzun story, maybe shifting uh, gears a little bit, maybe talk about how you went from a startup and scaled up and how, how did that work? And maybe some of the tips as we're talking, you know, entrepreneurship a little bit here too with, with Zayzun, uh, maybe some tips that you can give others that are, you know, in the tech, in tech space and, and they're, they're starting up, but now they're starting to see some scale and maybe talk about what that looks like. So we are still a, a we're, we're big. In, in our mm-hmm. minds, but I think we're still a small company relative to, well, to many out there, obviously, but we're a team of 80. We're mm-hmm. very lean with that team of 80. So, you know, we're, we're lean, mean, we're scrappy, but ultimately, you know, we, we've experienced some tremendous growth on, on the business side of things, but then also in the team itself, we've doubled, doubled in size over the past year. Things that we do for success, it, it's really cliche and it's really quite simple, but it's extremely difficult to do in practice, which is communicate. Like mm-hmm. ultimately it's just communication and it's, it's taking feedback in from your team and showcasing that you are actually, you know, listening to that feedback. It doesn't mean that you need to act on that feedback, right? Those are two very different things. Like you do not need to act on every single piece of feedback that you get, but you need to show that you are actually listening to that feedback. And then you need to provide an answer as to why or why not you are going to, you know, you're approaching that feedback in, in the way that you are. And so we do that through continuous surveys at Zazun. We do a quarterly ENPS, which is like an employee uh, net promoter score with, with our internal staff. We do a, a much deeper survey that asks them things like their wins and, and great things from the last quarter. What were some losses uh, or challenges that they experienced? What are things that they, they want to see changed? We host a founders. So myself and my two co-founders, we host a a founders ask me anything event where the entire company can come. And of course, you know, it's all virtual, but they can, they can come onto the Google meet and they can ask us, you know, literally anything. And it doesn't mean again, that the answers are always what they want to hear, but, but it, mm-hmm. it does give them that 
transparency that, that I think is super, super important. And, and that's really what communication is, right? Communication is an avenue for transparency and being heard. And so we really, really lean into that at Zazoon. And then the other thing is making things fun, like making your goal-based activities fun. We do a thing at, at Zazoon each and every, so maybe I'll, I'll take a step back. So making them fun, relating things to your core values as well, right? So core values on the surface are sometimes stuffy, boring things. They might just be words that are on a wall. Mm-hmm. And, and I think really ensuring that if anything that you do in an organization, you're doing with an immense amount of intent. And so we really try to do that with our core values, our, our four core values, people-driven, trust, mastery, and hustle. Each of those mean you know specific things to Zazoon. And each one of our team members knows what, the, what those things mean to Zazoon and how they can actually display those core values or how another team member is displaying those. And so we do a couple things and I'll, I'll, I'll touch on two. Uh, so the first is, is every single morning we do a all hands 15 minutes scrum. So every single person in the company comes onto a call for 15 minutes. We do team-wide announcements. That's usually a, uh, you know, a leader in a, in a certain part of the organization that is providing an announcement to the company that is, is relevant to everyone. We do a presentation from one part of the organization. So it rotates each and every day. It might be customer support today. It might be finance tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then we do core value shout outs. And a core value shout out is super important because it not only, you know, gives kudos to your members and, and has people feeling great and heard and seen, it also reinstills your core values and provides context to the over to the you know overall business. And so I might give Brian a core value shout out for hustle. And I'm giving him a, a core value shout out for hustle because he did this. And this thing that he did was super important to Zazoon because of this. And so you, you're now building context into the t- entire organization. You're not just saying, oh, Brian did a great job, thanks. You're actually saying he did these things that bettered the outcome and took us further along our, our, our mission of saving 10 million people, $10 billion. So that's one. The second thing that we do is specifically around our core value of mastery. We have a weekly drink and think. And so typically this is a employee-led initiative where, again, we rotate through the organization. A member of the Zazoon team presents on something that they are passionate about. It can be our VP of technology presenting on Lego. It can be our CFO and and my co-founder presenting on uh, how to cook the perfect duck. These are these are literal things that they've that they've presented on. It can also be here's an insight into some work that I've done that I find really interesting over the last little while. We started looking at employees' bank statements and how much money we're actually saving them pre-Zazoon and post-Zazoon on overdraft fees and payday loans. This is again something that that has happened, and so that again gets the entire team. Now, we also bring in guest speakers for this. Okay, and so this mastery, again, the thirst for continual improvement and knowledge is, is really what that core value means to us. We do that through internal activities. We also bring in external speakers. Those external speakers can range from, we've had a UFC fighter join us. We've had a professional trainer for, for NFL and, and uh, NBA. We've had uh, Bruce Croxon, who is, is a well-known Canadian entrepreneur 
and the co-founder of Lava Life, if anyone remembers Lava Life from the 90s. And again, if anyone can't already tell, I, I am Canadian myself. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, the, the, these are these are ways I, I guess to not to belabor the point too much here, but but it just continually reinforces the the core values um, in your organization. And I think that keeps you driven towards the North Star of what you're trying to accomplish. It keeps your team happy. And those two things is ultimately what, what you need in a scaling startup. It's it's vision, happiness, or like like vision, team, and that, that equals success. You mentioned being Canadian, and I see what looks like a map behind you. Are you guys able to do this in multiple currencies? We don't today. So we launch I, I did a linkedin post on this yesterday funny enough we launched in canada originally and so when we go all the way back to 2014 2015 zazun was a, a pure canadian company and the running joke in in canada is you know canadians are very conservative they won't really take a risk and unless they're required to no one gets in trouble for kind of maintaining the status quo and on top of all of that they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're just not, they like to see the American counterparts come to a conclusion first, and then they sort of <laughs> step in place. And so what we found was come 2017, after a couple of years in the Canadian market, we had built a actually decent business, but it was sort of, that was it. There, there wasn't any upward movement that could be had. We continued to get, ah, maybe from, from business partners. And, you know, maybes, I said this in my LinkedIn post, maybes are, are, are great. They make you feel like you're making progression and, and, and <laughs> they make you feel good. But at the end of the day, a maybe until a yes is, is just a no. And, and yeah. it doesn't actually give yeah. you revenue. And, and so in, in end of 2017, we, we had attended a, a trade show in the United States, a payroll trade show. And we came back with three or four handshake agreements. And that to us was an incredibly strong signal that, you know what, we, we need to pivot hard and we need to pivot fast and we need to go to the US and, and, and take this where, you know, where people want it. And that's that's really been it since 2017, 20, beginning of 2018 is, is US. And, you know, we'll, we'll eventually go back to Canada. I'm sure we will. And maybe even further international places. But for the time being, you know, the, the US has an immense need for it. And partners like yourselves, like at TruePay are are super amenable to the idea, which is just incredible for us. We we don't survive without our partners, right? Our entire business is built on the distribution network of our partners and the sort of relationships that you've built over the years with the businesses that you service and service so well. So yeah, that, that's ultimately where where we're putting our effort. So it's a good point. Your your business isn't built on the actual end user employees need for your service. It's built on finding partners that are willing to make it available to them. So when you had that kind of plateau moment in Canada, did you feel like that was because there really was just a reluctance of the businesses to partner or are Canadians and <laughs> I feel like there's a bias of what I'm about to say, but are they generally not as much in need of these services? Do they not live as much paycheck to paycheck like we do here in America? The United States. Yeah, yeah. I always the, say America. I got to break myself. That. No, no. I, hey, I I do the same thing, and <laughs> and th those are those are really good questions. So, Canadians ultimately, you know, you know, they do live paycheck to paycheck. The headlines that we see up in Canada are are very similar to the ones that you see in the United States. Sixty percent mm -hmm. of employees living paycheck to paycheck. Seventy percent, whatever it might be, right? There, there's always mm -hmm. those headlines. 
I think there are two key differences. So the first is what you touched on and, and, and I touched on, which is just the businesses themselves don't see it as predominant of an issue or aren't as willing to adopt something, right? So again, Zazun's completely free for the business and, and as you know, completely hands off for the business. And so for us, when we went to the US, it's kind of like, well, hey, use this. And, and if you don't like it or if your employees don't use it, there, there, there's no issue because it didn't cost mm-hmm. anything and, and it, it doesn't take administrative work for you. <laughs> and and so an American company goes, okay, sounds good. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn it on. Uh, in Canada, it's it's they, they don't have that same sentiment. They need to first see that pull from from their internal staff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that they, you know, A, they, they, they don't or they're not aware of it. Now, the second piece or maybe one, the, the second piece of that first piece is we specifically market our service through payroll providers, mm-hmm. right? So we partner with a company like TruePay. You make it available to your clients. In the United States, there are many, many, many payroll providers. There's about you know a thousand or so. In Canada, there are about five. <laughs> and, and, and 80% of the market is taken up by ADP and Ceridian. Sure. Okay. And back in the in 2015, there was no way that an ADP was going to partner with a company like us. Mm. And that really left us then with only 20% of the market. Mm-hmm. And, and that becomes a lot more difficult of a business. The last thing then I, I will touch on on the consumer front is although paycheck to paycheck is, is very similar on both sides of the border, there is a massive underbanked population in the United States, underbanked or unbanked. And what that means is the products that they have available, credit cards, um, lines of credit, things that they can dip into to help them in those times of need during living paycheck to paycheck, those aren't as prevalent in the U.S. And th- that's really what, what, what creates a perfect storm for an employee to, to ultimately, you know, get into trouble, not have a way to get out of it. There's a pay loan shop on every corner, and that's the only way that they, that they see for relief. And that's where Zazun then, then, of course, helps them. Yeah. Maybe for to speaking to your point about that in America here, we've got business leaders and business entrepreneurs and HR leaders who are maybe a little more willing to try something new. Can you give us a, a short, I'm sure it gets technical, but try to give us, give the audience kind of a real, real quick, you said it was hands-off for the employer. What does it look like? If yeah. I'm a company interested in, in having you join me, what does it look like to me as the, as the payroll company? What's the mechanism? How does this work and, and what do I need to do on my side? Certainly. So we've done all the heavy lifting with TruePay. And then ultimately for the business, it's a matter of, I mean, you, you know, you, you have probably messing up the nomenclature here, but like a, a CSR or a, an mm-hmm. account manager or something. So yeah, yeah. So it's it's letting your account manager know that you want access to the service, that you want this service turned on for your employees and that you would like Zazoon to provide you with lunchroom posters and snippets for recruitment and a recruitment poster and all these things for free. And that's it. That's literally it. After that employer becomes, gives the thumbs up on the service. And after that employer builds awareness in their workplace, again, through email to employees, through a a poster in the lunchroom, whatever it might be, the employee then accesses Zazun on their own voluntary accord. They choose to take out funds as they see fit. Those funds are automatically inputted as a deduction through the TruePay system. 
and those funds automatically come back to us on that employee's next payday. And again, it is completely hands-off uh, administration-wise for that employer. Um, we really wanted to see it as, as a 100% benefit to the business, something that can increase their retention. Uh, we see businesses recruiting two times as fast by using our job posting snippet in their job description. We see businesses saving up to 80% on till theft. We had a 35 restaurant Wendy's franchise that saved 80% on till theft because their employees were skimming from the cash register trying mm. to get by until payday. Mm. And after implementing Zazoom, they didn't do that anymore. So these are all sort of the benefits that, that we want to promote again mm. in, in a completely hands-off way for that business. So now you talked about deducting the money from my employees' paychecks. Of course, that requires authorization. So do you have me, the employer, collect that information, that authorization, or do you do that and pass it on to me, or how does that work? Exactly, yeah. So, so we do that, and then it's passed on electronically okay. through the TruePay system automatically to, to that uh, employee's paycheck. So again, there, there's no actual sign-off required by the employer themselves. Uh, it's all handled electronically through the system. Wonderful. Well, I tell you, I think it's a, a good uh, part in the podcast to maybe flip to some of the, the fun questions. Not that these were fun to begin with, but yeah. we do have some some fun cool. questions to kind of take us home. Yeah, maybe how did you get into, I know you told the story of Zazun a little bit, but how did you get into your role to start with? How did this come, come to be? Yeah. So, so I, I kind of mentioned the story of, of lending money. What, what I didn't mention was how a 16-year-old kid got a bunch of money and, and had the, what do we want to call it? The confidence, I guess, to yeah to post on Craigslist. I grew up on the West coast of Canada and I grew up commercial fishing. And so as a, as a 14, 15, 16 year old kid, I would go out on a commercial fishing boat for 30, 40 days at a time and come back with a, a beautiful check. And when I was 16 years old, I, I did a second mortgage. A second mortgage is, is effectively you know, someone needs to pull some equity out of their home. They're, they're, they're not able to, by way of the bank, because they're subprime, they just went through a divorce, they, whatever the credit is, is bad. I provided that second mortgage to that person. A year later, I got a check back with interest and I thought, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. And so it, it then became this whole, just pulling on threads, like, like FinTech back in 2009 to 2013 was just starting right? It, it, it was just starting to become a thing. Startups were really just starting to become a thing in this new age, you know, Airbnb, Facebook, yeah. whatever it might be, cool, cool fashion. And so it was simply pulling on threads, trying to learn as much as I could, grabbing coffees with other people in the industry or adjacent industries, attending meetups, just really being as learning centric as I could be. And, and, and I think, you know, we talked about mastery as a core value mastery and hustle and hustle is, is ultimately doing the possible that is seemingly impossible. And mastery is that thirst for knowledge and improvement. And I think those two things were really at that forefront when Zazun was founded, which was, you know, how do I continue to pull on threads? How do I connect the dots of, of different people? And that's how, you know, my co-founders and I got connected. It's how our board got formed. It's how many of the team members at Zazun have, have joined onto this journey just through conversation and, and getting to know each other. Hmm. So throughout that path that you've been on, certainly here now when you're you're pushing 
a program that would be probably administered through HR or HR and payroll. You've interacted with a lot of HR people. What do you think are some of the misconceptions that those outside of HR have of those inside of HR? What were some that maybe you had? Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, I, I think I, th- this might be me projecting, which is always a dangerous thing. <laughs> mm. But I think, you know, like the Canadian conversation, I definitely viewed HR similar in that regard, which is, you know, the status quo is working. Why, why shake anything up? Very conservative, very just not, not necessarily wanting to, wanting to try new things. And I think what's really changed in my mind is HR absolutely isn't like that. HR ultimately wants to explore new options for their team members at all times. They, they, they truly do take that core value of mastery to the, to the next level, right? They're trying to seek out and find solutions that ultimately better their team that they're servicing. And so I think that for, for me was a, was a, a misconception because I, I really associated HR with kind of the corporate slog, right? Just like this mud inside of a corporation, as bad as that sounds. But it's completely changed from the mud to, I, I guess, these are terrible analogies, but from the mud to like the lubricant for Zazen, it is, you know, ultimately that path to, to the employee and to the value that we're providing. Hey, are there any, it doesn't have to be HR specific, but any business related podcast books that you, know, you, you tend to, to listen to or read and, and maybe could you recommend any of those to the audience as well? A hundred percent. So I don't have any necessarily HR specific, mm. but I do have, yeah, I, I certainly have. So, so all in podcast is one that I listen to quite religiously comes out every Friday. It's, it's with four investor venture capitalist folks, but also individuals that have had, um, you know, careers ranging from Facebook to founder of PayPal, et cetera. So, and it's just four guys that get together and kind of talk about the current market state talk about what's going on in the startup land and talk a little bit of politics as well. But that's, that's sort of what I use as my news each and every week. I listen to the diary of a CEO. I really mm-hmm. appreciate that podcast. And then the other podcast that I always, always like is the Tim Ferriss podcast. I find, you know, the best way for me to learn is really through analogies and, and metaphors and stories that other people have gone through. And, and Tim Ferriss is an individual that is a very, very good interviewer. Mm-hmm. And he has people on his podcast, ranging from, you know, entrepreneurs to athletes to his, his whole, his whole concept is trying to interview best in class and pull out, pull out, you know, the habits and rituals and routines that, that make them the way that they are. So I really like that. Book-wise, very similar, right? I like learning through biographies, through both personal biographies and, and business biographies. Recent ones that I've read that I, I really appreciated, Made in America, I believe that was the title of it. it it's a Sam Walton story. So the, oh, the yeah. found, founding of Walmart, that was an incredible read. Shoe Dog is the founding of Nike. That was an incredible read. Yeah, nothing too difficult, all pretty simple. But, you know, simple is, is I think, best. <laughs> awesome. Just to show how effective advertising can be, as soon as you said the story about Nike made me think that uh, last night, uh, for those that are hearing this later on, was the Super Bowl. And there was the commercial for the upcoming film about yes. uh, the Air Jordans and really looked interesting. That's with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, I believe. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Very cool. I thought the exact same thing, Jeff. Yeah. 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 Very cool. So they must have gotten in my braid. <laughs> that commercial <laughs> yeah, stuck. They did. So. <laughs> 
All right. Well, our last one for you, if you could take the letters HR and instead of using them to stand for human resources, what two other words starting with the same letters HR do you think we could use to convey the same general connotation? So still using that two-letter combination for this department, what else could we call it beside human and resources? Oh, man. I got I, I, need, I need to prep for these questions. <laughs> this is the hardest question of the interview. For yeah, sure. Always is. We get some good answers. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It is. Oh, geez. So I, I know, you know, w- without the letters HR, I really appreciate th- this whole people and culture movement. Yeah. I, I, I really like what, what those words stand for or with the letters HR. Gosh. That's something I'd have to think on. What's what's a uh, what's what's one that you've gotten in the past? Oh, oh, we get like healthy really relationships was one. Yeah. Healthy healthy relationships is a great one. We've yeah. had that a couple times, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that is a great one. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna steal that one. <laughs> awesome. I thought I had it at my fingertips, but I don't. I somewhere I've been collecting them, but I thought I had it right here in this folder. I don't see it. That's funny. For those that are interested, though, I think, don't we have the list on the TruePay website, Brian? Didn't I think we, we do, it? and we did a LinkedIn post with some of the answers we've uh-huh. we received in the past as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Tate, for joining us today. And thank you to all who have listened or watched our discussion today. We hope you'll be back again. If you have any suggested topics or suggested guests, or if you'd like to be a guest yourself in a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at inspiredinsights at truepay.com. 